Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. And now, a special Sports Byline Encore presentation. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. We've got a very, very busy day today. It is Friday. We've got a guest on the show coming up in the final segment. Gary Juster of Ring of Honor is going to be here. And Gary Juster has been around the wrestling business forever. So we have all sorts of things that we can talk to him about. In addition, we've got a ton of news here today. The COVID-19, I guess you could call it an outbreak at this point, at The Collective and how it may or may not be affecting other promotions, including Ring of Honor. I'm not sure that Gary Jusser is going to say anything officially about this, but they did have a statement. We got the Jordan Devlin return to WWE UK. We've got Wednesday night ratings. For those of you wondering how the show was going to do, well, both shows up slightly. In fact, NXT up 1.9%, although it still only hit number 51 in the top 18 to 49. And AEW up 10% in total viewers, although 826,000, a lot of people expecting a million. Not me, I might add, as I talked about yesterday. But some people very disappointed at the number. We could talk more about that today. The SmackDown season premiere takes place tonight. Yes, it is a season premiere of the show. Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be on the Fox pre-show. And we have a number of matches as well, including, yes, a bunch of Raw versus SmackDown matches. Exactly one week after the SmackDown draft. We've also got updates on the G1 Big Angle shot with Will Ospreay yesterday. We can talk about that as well as the Doom of Raw Underground and so much more. Very, very busy news show here today. And later on this afternoon, for those of you that are watching twitch.tv slash F4WVideo, if you are a subscriber to our Twitch channel, you must be a subscriber. Myself and Landstorm with a live video Q&A this afternoon, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. We'll tell you about more about that here in a bit. But back in a moment to kick off the news, Wrestling Observer Live. Listen up, sports bettors. This is Hall of Famer Warren Sapp here to tell you about my favorite sports book, BetUS.com. Football, basketball, and baseball are all back, and that means it's time to get down your bets. 
Just like me, BetUS is the Hall of Famer of online betting with more than 25 years in the biz. Join now. Get up to 150% in bonuses on your first deposit. I play at BetUS, and so should you. Call today at 1-800-69-BETUS. That's 1-800-MY-BETUS. Tell them SAP sent you. Certain vaccines are needed throughout infancy, adolescence, and adulthood. That's why it's important to follow a trusted vaccination schedule. Here's Washington Representative and Women in Government Board Vice Chair Cindy Ryu. According to the CDC, as many as 50,000 adults die from vaccine-preventable diseases each year. That's why it's important to talk with your doctor about these infections and develop the best vaccine plan for you and your family. For more, visit womeningovernment.org. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Well, let's start with the news since there's a thousand things to talk about here today. Ring of Honor officials made a decision today that a number of talents brought in for the television tapings this week would not be used due to being in contact with people who tested positive for COVID-19 at the collective series of wrestling events over the weekend in Indianapolis. We had Filthy Tom on the show on Friday, last Friday actually, and I think it was off-air but I believe it was Semper Vivi that noted, you realize that Indianapolis is at an all-time high in terms of COVID cases today, the weekend of the collective. Three wrestlers have publicly come forward from that weekend. AC Mack, Dan the Dad, and Cabana Man Dan. Dan the Dad and Cabana Man Dan. 
I want to make sure I get those two accurately. Stating they had tested positive from the series of events that included a lot of top non-WWE talent, stars from AW, Ring of Honor, and Impact Wrestling. We are told the Ring of Honor tapings had to be rewritten due to a number of people being sent home, and the company learned yesterday they were exposed to people who had tested positive due to the company's internal protocol being used in conjunction with working with the Maryland State Athletic Commission. Of all of the wrestling promotions in the world, wrestling, I'm not talking mixed martial arts where UFC actually has a bubble, but Ring of Honor is by far the strictest in terms of their COVID regulations. So having to rewrite a bunch of shows because people came in contact. ROH has noted here some of the strictest protocols. They have returned to action with the Pure Title Tournament. Joe Koff would not comment on the specific matter, but did say, while Ring of Honor does not publicly discuss specific internal decisions, Ring of Honor is taking every measure to preserve the integrity of its rigorous health and safety protocol for the upcoming tapings. I don't know what else to add. I mean, we've talked about this forever. I mean, there is no safe way to do anything in the middle of all of this. I mean, when you look at the places that actually have bubbles, like UFC has a bubble. Have you seen how many COVID positives and how many shows have had people pulled off because of COVID positives? And they've got a bubble. I mean, quite frankly, there have been far fewer. I have to think about this because there have been big outbreaks with WWE. But we hear on a weekly basis significantly more MMA failures than we do professional wrestling failures. And part of that is because all of these people fighting in UFC even though UFC has very, very strict precautions in their own bubble, the reality is all of these fighters go and they train in gyms, and all of these people training in gyms, that's where this all stems from. Most of the pro wrestlers are not out there, you know, training in gyms every day. They do go to bars, which is a problem. They do go to parties. They go to this and that. And that is, in fact, why we've had outbreaks. But as far as, like, trying to keep everybody safe, during the course of the actual tapings. I mean, UFC is number one. ROH would be number two. Uh, New Japan, probably number three. AEW, number four. WWE, number five. So that's where we're at right now. But my point is, you can't run. If, you're, if your plan is that everybody's going to be safe and nobody's going to get anything, I mean, the only way to ensure that is to not run. And if you're going to run... Things like this are going to happen, and when they happen, all you can do is your contact tracing and sitting people out and being responsible about who got it and who they were in contact with. That's all you can do. There is no way to stop this outside of not doing shows. Yeah, the only thing I can really add to that is Indiana was running shows. They were open for business, so GCW went there, BLP, you know, promotions working in tandem with them and things had been going well because they were outside uh they had people separated all that's great unfortunately they scheduled the collective at a time where not only indiana but other states were facing a massive uptick and unfortunately you get a bunch of people together and it's not intentional you know you're, you're out talking and people out hanging out afterwards and in bars and you know the mass slip you're around a bunch of people whatever happens happens and this is going to be the case if you like Brian said if you're running shows you are going to be putting people at risk or you are going to be at risk of something taking place and 
either it will or it won't. And you just have to do your due diligence when it happens. It's I, I don't know. There's no good answer to this. The one thing I will say, though, coming out of the collective is anybody that is rooting for this or is thumping their chest saying, I told you so because three people have tested positive or reveling in the fact that you look at it and say the wheels are coming off. You know, anybody that's taking pride in this or is happy that people seemingly are getting COVID, I mean, really need to recheck their 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 mindset when it comes to this. It's just seeing a lot of people be happy about it is just completely ridiculous. Again, you can say it was a bad idea to run those shows if you want to, and you don't have to go to them, but to to almost be happy just so you can point and say, I told you so, because three people now tested positive and ROH and other places have had to move some things around, you really need to recheck your priorities. We also have this. For the first time since an allegation was made against him during the Speaking Out movement this June, Jordan Devlin returned to WWE television on NXT UK this week. I had thought they had released him, but they had not. I guess he was just suspended. Devlin appeared in a video that aired on Thursday's episode of NXT UK, called his NXT Cruiserweight title the one real version of the title, said Santos Escobar's NXT Cruiserweight title is just a replica that doesn't mean a thing. So apparently, it sounds like whenever he can get to America, he's going to be returning to NXT, and they'll probably be doing a champion versus champion deal much like they did with Sami Zayn. He was unable to travel to the U.S. during the pandemic. They crowned an interim NXT Cruiserweight champion. The interim label was dropped. Yeah, for a while it was, they kept talking about the interim NXT title, the interim NXT Cruiserweight title. And then one day they just said, it's the NXT Cruiserweight title. And it just, Devlin disappeared in the ether, his belt disappeared in the ether. Well, now he is back. Jack Gallagher, Travis Banks... Legero, Joel Allen, and Chris Roberts, the latter two of whom were referees, were all released by WWE following following the hashtag speaking out allegations. Joe Coffey was also suspended, and that's the update. That's the latest. He's back. You know, from a wrestling point of view, just an on-screen point of view, it does, you know, bring in another challenger and probably, you know, good matches if that's the direction that they decide to go. So uh, there's definitely that. That's one thing I wish that WWE would not have taken from real sports. Of all the things that you could take from real sports, don't look at boxing and mixed martial arts and stop start naming interim champions. Not a good look. Never works out for anybody. It's terrible in both real sports and not. We also have... Wednesday night, the AWNXT numbers. Dynamite up 9.7%, 826,000 viewers. NXT up 1.9%, but 651,000 viewers. AW number 15 and 18 to 49. And NXT was number 51, just outside the top 50. Some people very disappointed with these numbers. I guess you could say that, but I mean... I realize there was no NBA Finals or anything like that, but there was very, very strong competition. And I, I, I guess you could say that they should have got a million. I didn't think they were going to get a million. I mean, I think we've learned that as long as they are going head-to-head, it's probably not going to hit a million anytime soon. I mean, this seems to be about where the shows are settling in when they have competition and when there's competition from the news channels 
and and everything else. So I don't think there's anything to panic about here. I don't think either show was a disaster. I think that these are just where we're at. So see what happens next week. It combined still about 1.6 million people. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer to 900,000 than it actually was, but still not a number you can sneeze at whatsoever for AEW. And for NXT, obviously, you know, still, you know, it, it's going to take them some work to get out of those 600s, but they got to get back out of them, uh, you know, in their case, sooner rather than later, the way they keep dropping. And the SmackDown show here tonight, Roman Reigns versus Roz Braun Strowman. Sheamus, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro against Raw's The New Day, Kofi Xavier, and SmackDown's Big E. Street Profits against Ziggler and Robert Roode, also in a promotional. Jeff Hardy versus Lars in a promotional. And the return of Daniel Bryan. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we 
can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Tonight, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. Myself and Lance Powerstorm will be doing a special live video Q&A only for subscribers. Twitch.tv slash F4W video. You must be an actual subscriber. A lot of ways to do it, including free with your Amazon Prime account. But once you sign up, just head up to twitch.tv slash F4W video at 7.30 Eastern, half hour before SmackDown. We'll go about 45 minutes. You don't need to watch the first segment of SmackDown. I'm sure it'll be nothing. So enjoy myself and Lance and then watch SmackDown afterwards and and away you go. You going to be wearing that shirt? Well, I, I plan. We'll see. We'll see. I may change my clothes between now and then. And by the way, this is not the same shirt that was in that video there from 2003. This one's a V-neck. The other one was not. Get off my same, back. Is it the same size, though? Actually, this is much smaller because I'm much smaller than I was in that video from 2003. Angle ran on last night's G1 Climax 30. If you haven't seen obviously, that'd be a good time to mute the show for a good couple minutes. But an angle ran on tonight's. Giving you plenty of time. G1 Climax 30 card. That saw... Will Ospreay turned on Okada, aligning himself with the returning Tomoyuki Oka. The great Okarn, Will Ospreay, and B. Priestley are now a triumvirate in New Japan. Ospreay will be one of the top heavyweight heels in New Japan from this point forward. Oka ran in, laid out Okada with the claw slam, and Osprey hit the Stormbreaker and got the win. Osprey seemed confused, but then returned and laid out Okada with the hidden blade, threw a number of expletives at Okada, and said that Okada had held him back. So there you go. That was a big angle in the G1. Now, I had been under the impression that this was going to result in Osprey winning the block, but in fact he did not. So Mike's prediction did in fact pan out that Ibushi won the A block, and now we wait to find out tonight who is going to win the B block, and we'll find out what the finals of this year's G1 are going to be. I guess, I guess, quite frankly, Osprey didn't need to win the block because he'll be feuding with Okada for the next several months. So there you go. Fascinating to see how Block B plays out now with Evil, Naito, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr. all technically in the mix. Would not be putting a whole lot of money on Zack Sabre Jr. right now. But, you know, before this whole thing started, I thought it was going to be Ibushi and Sonata. And you could flip a coin as to why it would make sense on either party to get an IWGP title shot against Naito. 
What's going to happen now, though, what I keep thinking about is this new faction here with the great O'Karn and B. Priestley and Will Ospreay. And we on the Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare, especially Adam Summers, have talked about for a long time now, if this pandemic hadn't happened, would evil have been aligned with Bullet Club or would he have had his own faction? It's a pretty motley crew you got there with, with Oka and, and with, uh, with, with Osprey. Will there be anybody else added to it? Will Sonata be added to it? There's a lot of different things and a lot of different ways that this can go. This thing can go. So it will be very interesting. One thing is for sure, though, we're going to get Okada and Osprey matches uh, probably for, for quite some time and them feuding with each other for quite some time. And from a match quality point of view, it's going to be fantastic. I know a lot of people, some some people are down on Okada, but to me, there's there's ebbs and flows when it comes to Okada. Obviously, this Yujiro situation that we had once the pandemic happened, I don't know if that's the direction that they were really going to go with Okada. I think it was more of a time filler, you know. So Okada's due for some big stuff, and people are down on him right now. But to me, Okada's whole thing has always been battles against himself. When he had the long reign as IWGP champion, he lost the belt, and he kind of lost himself. He started coming out with the balloon. We had the long boys. We had this sort of stuff. Now it's almost like this battle of nobody wants to see him do the money clip, but he's going to force that money clip through, and the battle's kind of been against himself. Now that that is kind of out of the way, and I don't know if the money clip is any more over, but we've got Osprey entering the picture, we finally now have something where Okada is going to be back in the the focus of things and he is going to be an integral part of things obviously moving forward so this is going to just result in great matches and probably have a lot to do with the iwgp title scene as next year continues to roll all right i got to read this here ties into the last bit of news we're going to talk about today this person says i need to vent just read the observer story that raw underground is done this is what is hemorrhaging viewers why should I care? I'm not even that invested in Raw Underground. I just have no faith that I'm not completely wasting my time investing in any of this. If I watch a movie and a main character is killed off, I wouldn't expect them to show up in the next scene or pretend a major plot twist didn't happen. I've watched for 30 years. I can't take any more. What's the point? Thanks for all you do. I'll continue to follow through your site and audio. Well, I want to say something here. I'm actually going to defend WWE in this case because this is not a situation where they came up with an idea for Raw Underground, and they did it for a month, and then Vince just got sick of it or he forgot about it, and it's gone. This was actually the result of an issue that occurred in WWE, and that is their latest outbreak. The reason there is no Raw Underground is because Raw Underground was a segment that involved Raw talent, SmackDown talent, and NXT and Performance Center talent. So the reason there is no Raw Underground is because after the latest outbreak, which they were very much, I'm not saying they were happy about the previous ones, but they were really mad about the last one. They don't want to do anything. And this is ironic, by the way, if you watch the SmackDown lineup tonight. The story is they don't want to do anything that involves the mixing of the brands. So because Raw Underground features talent from all three brands, their concern is, well, if something happens in Raw Underground then because there's individuals from all three brands involved, like this could take down Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and the Performance Center. So what they want to do is they want to keep the Raw crew with the Raw crew, the SmackDown crew with the SmackDown crew, 
the NXT crew with the NXT crew, and the Performance Center folks in the Performance Center. Now, obviously, listen, it ain't going to work, okay? Because as soon as the shows are over, everybody just mingles. And that's why that's why we have had outbreaks, by the way, is everybody mingling outside of the show. I realize that people make fun of WWE's independent contractor situation, but, I mean, you can't tell the talent that they cannot hang out with their friends when the show is over. Ironically, back in the day, in a lot of territories where wrestlers actually were independent contractors, they were told they couldn't hang out with their friends because they didn't want baby faces and heels seen together in public and they could fire you over it. But the reality is they're trying the the removal of Raw Underground, which I, I'm sure that at some point Raw Underground is going to return. The reason they're doing it is they're trying to just avoid taking down three rosters in the Performance Center if there's an outbreak involving somebody who is participating in Raw Underground. Now, you can you can point out that people mingle outside the event. You can point out that they just did a draft and we got Raw and SmackDown performers on SmackDown tonight. I realize all of that. But that is the reason that Raw Underground is gone. This is not a situation of Vince forgot about it or he's sick of it or whatever. It was it was because of COVID. That's why there's no Raw Underground right now. Well, speculatively, do you think it looks the same when it comes back? Or do you think they actually make some adjustments to it aesthetically? They do some things and they, they change how Raw Underground works or how it looks? I don't do know why they, they bother. The I mean, listen, whether you liked Raw Underground or not, I mean, I don't really know how you can make it that much better, the way that they want to to book the thing. I mean, I guess you could change what it looks like, but that's not going to make any difference. I guess you could change it being inner brand, but that's not going to make... There's nothing that's going to make any difference. So, like, if you're going to do it, just do it the way they were doing it. Not the... I mean, yeah, because it's, you know, the thought of it being Shabbat-like, where it's like you do have guys like Matt Riddle, and, you know, there's plenty of people, if you wanted to actually do something that incorporated real athletics and wrestling and and moves into it. I mean, Timothy Thatcher would be a perfect person to show up on Raw Underground, but it doesn't have that 19 million cut, you know, fight scene. You know, he wouldn't be involved in that. But I would love to actually see some good chain wrestling, some grappling and some things like that, that aren't Dabakato and Braun Strowman running into each other and falling off the platform. Well, the reality is we did get some of that. And also, I mean, listen, Braun Strowman and Dabakato. Like, neither of them are fighters. So when you put the two of them together, what you basically have is UFC 1. <laughs> Great! Yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's not like it's going to go... Listen, it's not like you're going to say, Braun, Dabakato, you got nine minutes, go in there and have a fake fight. Like, they're going to go in there and they're going to have a bad fake fight for 30 seconds, they're both going to be gassed, and they're going to end it. Like, I'm fine, whatever. I mean... <laughs> it's either it is what it is. It's not going to get better. It's not like they're going to have somebody come in to teach everybody how to shoot. It's just like a goofy segment they do on Raw. It doesn't make any difference one way or the other. Some would argue it hurts the show, but dude, eh, I don't know. Maybe it does. But hey, I mean, look, if, if it hurts if the it, show, it's because of bad booking, like Daba Kato getting a big push and then be getting beaten in 30 seconds by Braun Strowman. If there was no Raw Underground, they're going to book badly on the main roster anyway. So what difference does it make? Well, I'll tell you what, if they continue to put uh, Big Swole on TV and AEW, at least have her in the same type of situations. Just let her and Nyla Rose punch each other, because I don't want to see her do any more wrestling for right now. Just just thump. 
All right, back in a moment with more, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. You may meet in an office or on a video chat. Your commute might now be measured in feet, not miles. How you do business may have changed, but Staples will always have everything you need, like ink and toner, webcams, and networking accessories. Right now, earn 40% back in rewards when you buy any two ink or toner cartridges. Shop in-store, online, or pick up curbside. And save big at Staples. Ends 1017. While supplies last, exclusions apply. For details, visit staples.com slash 40 in rewards. Curbside available in most stores. If your home service business is not at the top of Google Maps, winningreviews.com is here to help. You need to be careful when working on your Google My Business profile, which is what shows up on Google Maps. One mistake, and you'll be on page two. Winningreviews.com offers a workshop to teach you how to get to the top of Google Maps. Don't let your competition have that top spot. Check out winningreviews.com and get to the top of Google Maps. Go to winningreviews.com. That's winningreviews.com. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Again, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by Gary Jester, we got a ring of honor, all sorts of things to talk about here today. But first, Mike is going to take us back in history for his opening question for Gary here. And we're talking a ways back. <laughs> it's a, I, well, well, first of all, Mr. Jester, I, I guess, well, how are you and how are you doing in this time of COVID? I'm well, uh, Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been uh, 
obviously a very strange time for all of us, but uh, I'm, uh, I've survived uh, just fine so far. Thank you. And I, I've told you this in person. I will tell you again now. One of my personal all-time heroes, because my family moved to Washington, D.C., right outside uh, Washington, D.C. in 1982, and I was instantly a wrestling fan, and my fandom, while I did watch the WWF, was really based around the National Wrestling Alliance, and you helped to bring the Baltimore, Washington, and Philadelphia areas, the National Wrestling Alliance, and there's always a lot of conversation about that. Uh, Channel 54, I know you did a great interview with Kevin Eck on the ROH podcast where you talked about getting TV on in Baltimore on Channel 54 and your relationship with Joe Coff starting then, but one of the more underrated parts of your promotion and what you did was you got TV on in Washington, D.C., and initially it was on a very small public television station, Channel 56, WNVC, out of Northern Virginia, which was a very unique channel in that it was not associated with the Corporation of Public Broadcasting. It was a literal free-form public television station where if you seem to have enough money, you could actually get some things on. And there was a gentleman there named Mike Baker who did a lot of the work to bring college basketball games that weren't seen in the area. They would play those games, and during the commercial there weren't any commercials, so he would actually just talk and try to raise donations and give the scores of games, and you initially got your television on there, and I was just interested. I was fascinated because it's such a unique station that really the only it was the only station in the country that was like this. What was it like getting TV onto that station, and, and how was it trying to get that, you know, trying to increase it because Channel 20 was the only big station there. Channel 50 hadn't really exploded yet. How, how was it like getting TV? TV on there and trying to expand into the DC market. Well, it, it was strange, as you suggest. Um, I lived in the area at the time. Uh, I lived in the DC area for 20 years, and at the time uh, I was living in Alexandria. And as you know from being an old-time wrestling fan, back in the territory days and in the kayfabe era, getting local TV was the key to doing business in the arenas. There were exceptions, of course. Um, and George Michael, as I'm sure you remember, at Channel 4, helped us out a great deal by promoting our shows uh, both at the Armory and at the Capitol Center. But um, as far as local TV, I was always trying to get local TV in any market where I wanted to promote. And as you mentioned, uh, Channel 20 WDCA was where WWF had been on for years and years, and Channel 50, which we later got on at, at WCW, hadn't, hadn't uh, come into its own yet. So one day I just drove over to um, to Channel 56. Uh, I think it was out in Fairfax, if I'm not mistaken. And I met a guy named Bruce Miller. And you really jogged my memory, Mike, asking me about this. Uh, it's something I hadn't thought of for years. But I remember his name. His name was Bruce Miller. And he was kind of the general manager slash program director. And uh, somehow I was able to convince him to put an hour of wrestling on. We had to be cautious with our promos because they didn't really allow advertising. So we, we kind of danced around it uh, to promote our live events and tried to, you know, to get away with whatever we could. But, um, yeah, I just went out there and met Bruce and, and got him interested in it. And, and he gave us an, uh, an hour of TV, which, as you say, was pretty strange. I... You know, it's it's so crazy. I don't know if you're a very nostalgic guy or not, but 
do you just ever sit back and get a chuckle over the fact that 35 years ago you brought a briefcase with a tape of Southwest Championship Wrestling to Channel 54 to see if they would play it at Saturday at 10 a.m. or at noon, and then years later, 35 years later, you're working for Channel 54 in a way, now Sinclair Broadcasting, working, and it's the home of wrestling. It's the home of the second, you know, the now the, I guess, you know, with AEW, you know, it's the, the second, third biggest wrestling promotion in the country behind the WWF. Do you ever just kind of to sit back and go, what a, what a crazy world it is that your connections bring it back to Baltimore in this way? I do. I often uh, think of uh, the Jerry Garcia line. What a long, strange trip it's been. Well, it's been 34 uh, years, and, and I do think that you should tell everybody about this long trip. Like, how did you get from there to where you are here today? Well, um, uh, you mean as far as as the, as the whole Ring of Honor situation, getting from there to Ring of Honor? Sure. Tell us about your wrestling journey over the last thirty-four years. Well, well, the, well, the journey would take much, much longer than than what we have, you know, time uh, for today. But um, you know, af- after WCW shut down, um, I did some um, some indie indie stuff uh, with Lucha Libre. Um, and then kind of uh, messed around in some other promotional efforts and kind of had a, a, an itch to get back into wrestling, but wasn't sure if or how. And I drove over, I live in Atlanta, I drove over to uh, Greg Price's uh, in Charlotte uh, one day and reconnected with Jim Cornette, and, who had been doing some work with, with Ring of Honor. And uh, we started talking and uh, he introduced me to Kerry Silken, and who became actually ended up becoming a good friend. Uh, we talk often. And um, as you know, uh, I had a longstanding uh, friendship uh, with Joe Coff from back in 1989 when he was uh, general manager of, of Channel 54 in Baltimore and uh, brought him the idea of uh, possibly doing something um, with, with Sinclair Ball Group. Uh, it took a year or two um, before it finally finally gelled, but as you know, they ended up uh, buying the company, and that's that's the short version. Uh, but um, that's basically how I got back in wrestling after WCW closed. Now it's interesting because as someone who has been in and around for well over thirty years, I mean there are a lot of fans that they just they don't either don't like or they don't get professional wrestling in twenty twenty. And tell everybody a little bit about your fandom, because you have seen practically every style of wrestling that there is to see, whether it be 34 years ago, World Championship Wrestling, early Ring of Honor, today's Ring of Honor. Do you still love wrestling the way you did back in the day? I still love wrestling, uh, but I love it in a different way. Um, I started out as a fan. I was a kid. I I was a true believer um, it kind of pained me when I learned that it was a, when I realized it was a work. And then from, from being pained, I turned into being fascinated by it. And I've always been uh, really interested in being behind the curtain, uh, whether it was for wrestling or for rock and roll or for Broadway, but, um, you know, just being in that producing, promoting, um, side of things. And to this day that, that still fascinates me. What, what I love about, um, the wrestlers today is just the athleticism, especially that Ring of Honor guys show. And as you know, I mean, many of the uh, many of the big stars in the game today were Ring of Honor alumni. 
Um, you can go down the list, you know, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, CM Punk, you know, go on and on and on. So um, it, it's a much, much different style. And as you suggest, I've seen a lot of different styles. Uh, growing up in the Minneapolis area, the AWA style was different than the Crockett style, which was different than the WWWF, which some people used to call punch and kick, which is different than um, Lucha Libre and different from um, much of the Japanese product. There's just so many different uh, variations of the pro wrestling game. Now, the current pure title tournament that is going on right now has gotten rave reviews. I mean, fans love this tournament. The wrestlers that we've had on this show, I mean, they're big fans. Like, they're watching a lot of this stuff for the first time. I mean, obviously, they know what happened in their own matches, but I mean... You know, Jay Lethal was talking about how, man, I saw the video package for my match for the first time, and he's he's like a little kid. He's just giddy over watching it. And a lot of people are are more into the ROH Pure Title Tournament than other things that they have seen in Ring of Honor over the last several years. And I don't know if you'd be the right person to ask, but, I mean, is there talk of, of maybe not maybe this not being a permanent sort of thing, but an aspect, different things that you guys have done with this tournament carrying over from this point forward onto Ring of Honor TV? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, and I'm not involved in the creative side of our business. I learned as a promoter a long time ago to, to stay away from that. When I, whenever I'd venture into it, I, I tended to get burned, so I stay away from it. I will say from a fan standpoint, I certainly hope that we do because uh, I love that style, and I, I love the presentation and the way it is presented as sport. Um, one, of the, one of the people I really admired in the wrestling business uh, when I got involved was Sam Muchnick, for many reasons. Um, Sam kept the NWA together um, when, it, 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 when it was really a difficult time and there were different factions, and just imagine a bunch of trying to keep a bunch of wrestling promoters on the same page, and Sam was able to do that to a great degree. But the other thing he did was he presented wrestling as sport, in St. Louis. And Sam had been a sports writer, so he was held in high regard by his former colleagues. And they just, they, they didn't knock wrestling the way other newspapers would and whenever they covered it, which was rare anyway. But Sam presented it as sport. I think, if I'm not mistaken, and Dave would know this better than me, I think Bobby Heenan was the first manager he might have allowed in St. Louis. Yep. He just did not want anything that took away from his presentation of wrestling as sport and that's what the pure tournament does and um and, and i just think i think we've done a really good job with it and I'm, I'm proud of what we've done with that now are there any teasers that you can give us about this next set of tapings is there anything that we can look forward to maybe another sort of tournament or do we just have to wait and see it's got to be a wait and see um one of the we're also proud of is that uh, spoilers have not gotten out on the pre on the pure tournament. Um, we've been able to, you know, we don't, we don't have the luxury of the same time slot every week. So, you know, once something airs, um, you know, it's wide open and everybody knows about it, but until it airs, um, you know, we've been able to keep it under wraps. And uh, I think that just adds to the mystique and, um, and, and makes it just a better product. Well, what kind of support did you get from fans during the pandemic in the sense that, 
I believe New Japan, for example, I mean, they had very, very few cancellations of New Japan World, even though there was, like, nothing new on New Japan World. The fans were just fans, and so they continued to support it. Did Ring of Honor see something similar in terms of, of Honor Club or, or however else fans had been supporting prior to the pandemic? Well, as you know, if you watched our television, um, we took um, matches that we had, and of course we have a large library now, and we, we had um, interviews uh, with wrestlers from their homes. And the fans, as you know, be, because so much is exposed in wrestling now, um, most fans don't they, they want to know what these guys are really like. They want to know what their workouts are like, what they're doing at home, how they're uh, faring during the pandemic. So we were able to provide that, which I, I think made for, for good programming and a good product. And then, uh, you know, highlights uh, of matches, um, matches that had um, significance in their careers. So I think we were able to provide a pretty good product uh, and a good wrestling show, uh, e- even with the pandemic, even though it wasn't original, the matches had been seen before, but the, the interviews and the profiles and, and getting into wrestlers' homes and such was new. So I, I think, I think we, you know, that was, that was a, you know, a good thing for the fans. Um, Well, actually, Gary, hold that thought. We'll be back in just a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? 
then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, VB, also WrestlingObserver.com. Gary, just started to jump off the call, but I want to make sure that everybody is well aware that if you are a fan of Mike's first question and subsequent answer, one of the main reasons that Gary was on the show was to talk about his new YouTube series, which you can check out right now, Old School In Session with Gary Juster. You can find it on YouTube. I have tweeted it out at Brian Alvarez. You can go to the Ring of Honor YouTube page and find, I believe there's four episodes up right now. And basically, as Gary explained to us during the break, it is him answering questions very similar to the one that Mike asked. So if you're a big fan of old school professional wrestling, and of course Gary Jester has noted has been around the business for well over 34 years now, I mean, this is the YouTube series for you, Old School Inset. Gary Jester. And obviously, on top of all of that, you can go to Ring of Honor Wrestling, ROHWrestling.com, and there's information about how to watch the television show, the Pure Title Tournament, the Ring of Honor Honor Club, and everything else. So that is your destination this afternoon, because this show is over, and I know that you listening have nothing else to do between now and 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, but myself and Lance P. Storm return to this program live twitch.tv slash f4w video only for subscribers a live q a in beautiful hd check it out this afternoon and we are out of time I want to thank mike as always callers and listeners everybody in the studio sports byline the mightier 1090 am twitch.tv slash f4w video we'll talk to you next time wrestling observer live